Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Two Hearts. everybody and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. It is the only podcast on the whole internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order. I'm JB Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how are you doing? JB, I'm, I, I believe the two hearts are better than one. That's how I'm doing. I'm feeling, well, I'm feeling better I'm now. Me. What? I think that's why this podcast has been successful. It's because it's not one heart. Because it's not just it's me talking heart. into a microphone. It's not, it's not just one of us like speaking and just talking to invisible people yeah it's too it's a conversation it is a conversation we're not we're not just sitting here saying hey everybody listen hello friends welcome to this i'm recording from the back house here in los angeles nobody's doing uh, that here and I, I would say that it's it's even better than just two hearts because uh, to be sentimental for a minute we have like a wonderful community of uh bruce springsteen fans here it is a conversation between a lot of hearts we call them the base. Uh, the base. The base. <laughs> it's holding it down. It's been wonderful. <laughs> there was a today uh, in the Slack channel, Russ uh, Bartlett, who is an active participant in the community Essential of part commenters of the and and uh, and and texters and messengers and emailers. Uh, Russ, Russ is great, but he said, uh, "Why did you guys bother recording hundreds of episodes when the only Springsteen songs worth discussing are Car Wash, The Big Muddy, and Real Man?" <laughs> to which to which there was more than anything in the Slack channel a great deal of silence. <laughs> I would imagine. At which point he said at which point he was like, April Fools, just joking. <laughs> That's, that is that is the Slack equivalent of like farting at a party and just like watching everybody just sort of like slowly move away from you. <laughs> it was like you know, I I I got in there, I was like, oh, people didn't get outraged, and then I was like, Oh, no one wants to be mean. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, April Fools, I really was just joking. And which he was. Uh sure. he doesn't believe that at all. Uh I thought that was hilarious though. I laughed really hard. Um and I wanted to bring that up because that made me happy today. And uh and that is a part of this uh this conversation. It's more than two hearts, but two hearts is the bare minimum. Right. That's that's as many hearts as as we needed, at least. Because well, where the two podcast. hearts are present, there so is Bruce Springsteen. Uh, that's the way it goes. That's true. That's I think that's in his autobiography somewhere. It's in the book of Bruce, man. It is, for sure. All right, well, this song, JB, the song we're talking about today, as you mentioned before, is the song Two Hearts. This is from the 1980 album The River. So any of us who went to see The River Tour on the first leg got, got a chance to hear this song live, maybe a couple of different times. So this is a, this is a song that's very familiar to most Bruce Springsteen fans, and it, it's significant for that reason, but it's also significant for this reason. After today, we're done with the letter T. It's true. How did that happen? It happened. It happened because we recorded a lot of podcasts with the letter T in them. That's very true. Yeah, we uh, it, because I remember like from the very beginning when we were looking over the the list and the list the list is big. As we were looking over the list, just upon cur- just curiosity forced us to sort of go look and say like, what's the What's the longest letter? Because and because of the word the, the letter T ended up being this massive like mountain to climb. And it really like for the entire time we've been doing this, it's always been sort of like, oh, just wait till we get to the T's. It's gonna be it's gonna be massive. And I mean, we've reached the bottom of the mountain. We did we did the whole thing. And as long as this episode yeah. is finished recording at some point, which I assume we will finish, 
Um, and so we will have we will have finished the tease very soon that's within right. the next half hour or so. So that's a uh, that's big. Yeah, it's it's huge. We did it. Yeah, it's so hard yeah. to say goodbye to the letter T. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we knew it was coming for a long time. I mean, that, this, it's uh, yeah. That this officially puts us. In I home think stretch. the letter T. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's hard to say goodbye to T in that. Like you will be hard to say goodbye to because we'll we'll be there very briefly, and we won't really see it coming the end so much. You know, it'll just happen, and it'll be like it'll be a flash in the pan, and we'll think back like we didn't have time, you know, to deal with that to say goodbye. But we've had we've had our time to say goodbye to to the T's. That, that's true. We have. So uh, and let, let's let's see if we're if we can send this one out. The letter T, if we can send it out in style. So the song, again, this two hearts. It's a great way to end the tease, too. This it's a song good is way. a rock. I mean, it's not Thunder Road, but it's it, it's a very good way to end the tease. So it's certainly a rocker. It is a rocker. Now, the most recent performance of the song, as as I mentioned before, it's on the river, the proper river album. And so, but the most recent performance of the song was I was really surprised to learn this. He Bruce played it two times at Springsteen on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Nice. On September 26th and September 27th in 2008. And it was only in the show two times. And I, I had the heart, like when I found that, it, it struck, it, it, um, it evoked so much curiosity out of me. Like, what? Because that set was pretty locked in. And Two Hearts was not right. in where it. Right. Where did so, it, where did he stick it? Yeah. How did so, it happen? So why? And, and I had to like go to Twitter. And thankfully we have listeners who like pay attention to this kind of stuff in real time. And it turns out because there were a couple of nights, September 26th and 27th, where Patty had to be absent. And, uh. and so the segment where Patty normally, if you've seen the show, you know that there's a segment where Patty comes out and they do brilliant disguise and uh, tougher than the rest. And so he dropped those two songs and re and, and, and had to, he, but he had to like keep the length of, of the set to a certain extent. And he probably had to like thematically make it work as well. So he instead um, used that, that time slot in the show to, to do this song. Which I wish there was an alternate recording of that. I wish that was like a bonus track. It went if you buy the, you know, if you buy the audio of Springsteen on Broadway, but it isn't. So I would love to. I would love to have that, but I don't know. So that's the most recent performance in total was September the twenty seventh, two thousand and eighteen. But the most recent performance on a tour with the East Street Band was on February the eleventh, two thousand seventeen, in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, Melbourne, huh? Yeah, Melbourne. And that's. I mean, really. Those are the basic facts without getting into like the actual like recording and uh, theme, which we will get to. So do you, are there other basic facts here that I'm missing? I don't have them, no. Cool. All right, well, let's stop music. Let's do it. So this is a great full band performance. Um, this is one that I, I didn't like show up to the river thinking, oh, I can't wait to see Two Hearts. I would I would watch this band, the band play the song just any day of the week. I, I loved it. I had so much. I was so stoked when they started playing the song. It's a good <laughs> You know what song. I mean? Like, yeah. It's like whenever you're listening to a uh, a record that you don't remember having listened to before, and then you know a song comes on, and you're like, "Oh, this seems familiar. This is good. This is good." And then you start singing along to it, and you're like, "Oh, I love this song. I know this song." You know, yeah. uh, that's that's how it felt. It was just like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't waiting for two hearts, but man, I was pumped when they played it. Um, I love the way the keys and the guitar play off each other uh, in the chorus. The drums are super driving. Uh, bass drum like on every downbeat in uh, in a couple of the um, verses, chorus, verses. Uh, like no breaths. It's fully fantastic. There are great harmonies. Big, just big throated hollering. Um, the guitars and keys 
and organ really blend into that wall of sound that he was looking for here. Definitely. Wall of sound is, is uh, correct also. In, in, yeah. In and like the way that key, the, at the end of two hearts are better than one, but like it's a keys and guitar sort of making this, this, this really sweet sound it's not overpowering. It's like, it's a little sound on the back end of it. It's just so nice. It's very, it's and very then river the, sounding. It sounds, it yeah, sounds like the totally river sounds album. like, yeah. Yeah, and this is like this is one of the songs. It's not like the the greatest song off the river by any means, but you know, if someone said like, "Give me one song that that sounds like the river," and this would be on the list, you know, <laughs> uh, of just the one. If I had to give you one song to give you the feel of what the river was, there's a good shot I might give you two hearts. Um, and I love the way it ends. Just the just the band getting super big. Max wears it out, and the vocals just go into the, you know, the whoa. It's just like I love it. I love it so much. Um, it's awesome. It, it's it's nothing's like incredible happening, but everybody's just working so hard and working together in this song. Yeah, it's it's a good song. I I may be in the minority here. I don't get as excited about this song as a lot of people do. I attend, like because I this is a I think this song is pretty widely beloved. I think people get pretty excited yeah. about it. And I do enjoy seeing it live. I've, I've seen him do it live a couple of times and, and it's always good. It's always enjoyable. But I, on the album, when I'm listening through the album, this is not one of my favorite places. I mean, I, again, I like it. It's fine. But I, I have such a high regard for this album in general. And this this is one of the songs, if if you had asked me, like, what, what are the, like, if you had to, if you had to lose three songs off of the river, what would what would those three songs be? This might end up being one of them, and, and not because really? I don't like it, just because I think the rest of the album is a lot stronger than this. But I think it's a super strong song. It's, I mean, it's good. It's a really, I mean, and, and we've said this many times before. For another songwriter, this would be their best song. And it, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know, and I do like it. It's just I don't know. I don't know what it is, and it's 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 a totally just emotional like connection kind of thing and i just it, it doesn't connect to me as like again i feel like i keep having to qualify i do like it but it doesn't it, it it doesn't resonate with me the way a lot of the songs on the river do um yeah i get that i will say this about it their whole thing with the river was trying to like get that sound of the capture the feeling of seeing them live like at, at a club yeah the, the band live on the jersey shore like that was that's, this, that's the sound they were trying to move move that sound into the world while much of the record is much more important than this song, this might be the greatest realization of that ambition. Oh, that's interesting. I, I guess like a case could be made for that. I I would say, I don't know, like Hungry Heart or Sherry Darling or Ramrod even would would be just as serviceable. Um, yeah, you know. But I think this purpose. is like sort of the pop. This is almost like the pop radio version of that. Imagine, like I say this all the time, but just really, really imagine. Just being at a bar, you're eating dinner, you're finishing up, you're trying to decide whether you're gonna hang out for another beer or not, and uh, and the band kicks off this song. Oh, this is you a good. I mean, mean, yeah, this is a good pedal to the floor, like opener for sure. And imagine if if you're thinking this is good, I could stay around for this, but you know I'm kind of tired. And then they end the way this song ends. You're like, whew, I'll be here. I'll. <laughs> you're texting people. Nah, can't make it. I got some. I got plans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's whew, it is it is what's up. Yeah, so yeah, there, there's some pretty good guitar rock going on here. The background vocals are very tight. That by the way, the the assumption that a lot of people make when they hear this for the first time is that Bruce is doubling his vocals, but that's not actually what's going on. That's Steven Van Zant, and oh yeah, it it is it is so tight, and it's um 
and and their vocals are blending really really well. And you know, one time I think Stephen was asked about that, and he said, "Yeah, he said we we grew up listening to the same stuff. We knew we both have a lot of the uh, similar musical tastes. So when we when each of us like go in and harmonize together, we we know we we don't have to we don't have to like make a plan and figure it out. We 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 just know the sound we're looking for, and that's what this is. Yeah. So uh, this is I, up to this point. I think I I read somewhere that this is the most featured another person's vocals had ever been on a Bruce Springsteen re- record other than Bruce Springsteen. And it's, it's that he and Steven, I, th- I think are, are singing at the same level on the board um, for the, for the harmonies. Yeah. Well, and they're as tight as they are ever in this song. Yeah, they are. It's great. And, and like Steven's Steven is fully excited. He's is as excited as, as he tends to get, but he's not like overpowering as he can be sometimes. Yeah. And the two of them doing the, Oh, Oh, Oh scream at the end with the organ and the drums is just it, like one of my favorite moments in rock and roll. You know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. Well, there, there's also that little guitar, like that little, like two hots, that there's, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that. And in the keys at the same time, making one sound, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, they, they're not, they don't sound like three things, uh, which right. They're a band that's, but they, they sound like one sound. It took me a minute. Like, I was like, "What is? Is that a keys or is that a guitar?" Oh, that's that's everybody. Oh, uh, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, and the way Gary just kind of sets everybody up for it, Gary sets everybody up really well in this song. He's he's like so, sort of playing the straight man, you know, and like in a comedy duo mm-hmm. uh, for this for this song. He he is setting everybody up so well. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk lyrics. Let's do it. Go for it. All right, I went out walking the other day, seen a little girl crying along the way. She'd been hurt so bad, said she'd never love again. Someday your crying girl will end. And you'll find once again that two hearts are better than one. That two hearts, girl, get the job done. That two hearts are better than one. Now, And, and I like that the message... Or go ahead. Go uh, ahead. You go ahead. No, I do it. You got it. All right. A recurring theme that shows up a lot on the river, which... We we could have a conversation about as whether or not it's it's fine or it's not fine or whatever. But but a thing that you see a lot on this album is a lot of ma- male savior complex stuff. You know what I mean? There's there's there are lots of situations yeah, yeah. in this album where it, there's a man who sees a, a a little girl in distress and he wants to save her. Like I want to marry you or this song or even like Jackson Cage. Like there there there's there's this recurring motif of like it's Bruce's job to like save the lonely women. And yeah. um and so th- that's a thing that w- that we see quite a bit and obviously like the opening the opening verse of the song is pretty much like this guy's doing fine but he saw a little girl crying and he just wants to rescue her and um I don't know <laughs> you know I I realize like that yeah. th- this is almost forty years ago so we're you know like things have changed and I think Bruce has probably changed along with them like he's aged pretty well into into this kind of stuff but I mean it's here it's on the page we're living we're living in 2019 talking about the song so I feel like it would be disingenuous to point out that this is here or to not point out that this is here you know yeah anyway um I I do like though that the message is is that like look it sucks that you're going through heartbreak but don't forget that you know Two is better than one. Yeah. So come on, little girl, let me rescue you <laughs> with my big, strong muscles and my in my music sounds. Well, and, well, the thing I like about this is he's not saying I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it for you. He's just it's a reminder. It's like a general reminder. I like it. 
I'm not saying I'm not saying it's phrased correctly. I'm saying the sentiment is nice. No, yeah, I, I don't think he's trying to be malicious or even condescending. It's just like this shows up enough in this record to where it does feel. It does we, need to be commented on. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't. Well, and, and we, I'm just I, saying if there's ahead. a place where I feel like it's all right, this is it. Well, I mean, we talked about this thoroughly when we did the song "I Want to Marry You," and we talked about how like that kind of kills that song because that song is. Yeah. It, yeah, that that song is problematic for for a number of reasons, not the least of which being like he sees a single mother and he thinks like without even knowing anything else about her, he he believes that he's the solution to all of her problems. And yeah. and so th- this is not as specific as that, but it is sort of like you you can make the argument that that two hearts is pretty, like he could be talking about the same woman, you know what I mean? Like maybe he, maybe he sees true. the single yeah, mother crying and and he's now he wants to do something about it. So anyway, uh, next verse. Go ahead. Oh wait, you were gonna say something before that. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was gonna say what I responded to you with. Oh okay. Um. All right. So next verse. Once I spent my time playing tough guy scenes, but I was living in a world of childish dreams. Someday these childish dreams must end to become a man and grow up to dream again. And I believe in the end that two hearts are better than one. Uh, two hearts, girl, get the job done. The two hearts are better than one. So we got a we got a straight up chorus here. Which is interesting. Yeah, and then also, yeah. th- I like the second verse better than the first verse because now he's not—he's not trying to be somebody else's savior. He's talking about his own longing, which I would argue like that's more interesting. Um, yeah, and it's—I mean—that's the same thing as hungry heart, right? Like he's—he's not—he's not saying like somebody else is crying and I'm going to help him fix it. What he's saying here in this one is, I—I I have been living sort of behind the facade of I'm fine by myself, everything is okay, like the stiff upper lip, the you know the the strong silent the Gary Cooper strong silent type figure and he's saying but maybe maybe that's maybe that is childish maybe maybe me trying to act like a big strong man is actually the childish part of me that needs to get over myself and go looking for companionship because two hearts are better than one and companionship i mean we we can unpack like what that looks like but you could argue like that he this seems to be contextualized in the form of a romantic relationship but really you could also expand it and say like anytime you find somebody who gets you who who can who can sort of be like your your ride or die person whatever that looks like you know yeah. So anyway, that's all right. Yeah. Verse three. Uh, sometimes it might seem like it was planned for you to roam empty hearted through this land. Though the world turns you hard and cold. There's one thing, mister, that I know. That's if you're if you think your heart is stone and that you're rough enough to whip this world alone. Alone, buddy. There ain't no peace of mind. And that's why I'll keep searching till I find my special one. Because two hearts are better than one. Because two hearts, girl, get the job done. Because two hearts are better than one. And then repeats the chorus. And then we get that, whoa, oh, whoa. Yeah. So basically, it, which now he's reiterating the same kind of thing, except he's sort of waxing philosophical about what it all means. And just the notion of, Mr. One Thing that I know, that it's if, if you think your heart is stone, and if you're rough enough, which is a, you know, that's interesting, because like, we haven't we haven't heard tougher than the rest yet in this timeline, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but he's a similar sort of thing. If you're rough enough to whip this world alone, alone, buddy, they're in a peace of mind, and and so he he seems to think like yeah, like me me trying to do this by myself is just it's not working, and I need there there's some sort of companionship that you're looking for. So I I like what he's doing with everything except the first verse. The first verse, I think, I if if I if if I were writing the song, if I'm Bruce Springsteen. I I would lose the first verse. 
you know, because otherwise, yeah. otherwise the song is is pretty strong. I think. I think the first verse is the weakest part of the song, in my opinion. I really love these these last couple of verses just because I, I resonate a lot with this. Um, I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out like where I'm going to find the time to do the things I need to do to get better or to make the things around me better, mm-hmm. and and that can become very antisocial. Um, and so I, I spent a lot of my time reading about talking to my therapist about and uh, just trying to figure out like what that line is between bettering yourself and bettering the world around you and being antisocial versus being social and and not in a context of like trying to do things, but social in the context of just trying to be with the people around you, mm-hmm. like being two hearts and not being one heart, trying to fix another heart, trying to fix a you know, little girl crying along the way. Um, yes. And so I, I really, this song really resonates with me for, for that reason. Well, and that's valid uh, because that, that, is, yeah, a, that yeah. is a universal reality, right? I mean, to, to quote another song, everybody's got a hungry heart. So Right. And what I come back to over and over is that, like, if I did not have other people, if I did not have, if there were not two hearts, if there were not these relationships and conversations in my life, I, what would this betterment of myself my situation and the community around me before you know i could i could meditate all day long and whatever run 100 miles a week or just whatever it is and if if there's not someone around me that that's a benefiting then i'm just it's it's for not you know yeah and and if that and if that uh is just done it's it's me doing that to the people around me or me doing that selfishly Unless I'm doing that with the people around me, and uh, that's like that's my daily trap, man. And that's I, I think that's why I really love the song. Well, other than that, the music is just rocking. Yeah, well, and I mean that is it's a very relatable concept for for exactly that reason because there is well, and, yeah. and I I was just talking to somebody else um, about sort of the the notion or sort of my own kind of thing because I I tend to be pretty introverted when I'm not working or doing doing things like in public i I got like when i when i get home even when like my family is here i tend to kind of power down in a specific kind of way and and there's there's a lot that needs to be unpacked there but for a little while between like after we started the the church where i pastor now like two or three years into it we we ended up a lot of the people who started that with us left and they left on very angry terms and um were like it, it was it, anyway without getting into all of it and so what ended up happening was i retreated further into myself and it, i kind of convinced myself that i don't i don't have friends i have customers like everybody who everybody who comes to my church or everybody that i interact with is expecting something out of me and if i don't yeah. if i don't deliver that thing then it turns out like oh no, no no this is not a friendship this is a transactional interaction and i'm expected to deliver something and that, because that, that's that's how those previous friendships had gone and so i've had to over the last couple of years i've had to sort of re learn how to be friends with grownups, you know, in, in a healthy sort of way. And, and thankfully I'm, I'm in a place now where Caroline and I have good friends, good adult friendships like around. And, you know, I mean, you, you and I have this thing, which was actually a, a very helpful, uh, part of that for me, but, um, because it's good to hear, man. Absolutely, man. I mean that, I mean, you, you could, my therapist may make the argument that the reason I asked you to help me start this is because I was just like dying for some sort of like non work-related friendship so yeah. um but anyway all, all that to say yeah i mean because because it is easy to sort of lock in and kind of close in on yourself and say like 
man, friendship is it's too much work, and it ends up like people people end up like getting like w- way too needy or way too um, like they, their expectations of you are become unreasonable, and you end up for, like there ends up being a falling out, and like why go through all that? Why not just like catch up on Netflix and listen to podcasts like why you know what i'm saying and so yeah no um, 100 know what you're saying yeah <laughs> and, and and so i think it's interesting here that bruce bruce acknowledges that impulse and he says maybe that's us being childish and maybe the real adult work is learning how to like seek out a, like human companionship either either through romance or through friendship or through any other sort of interaction like may, maybe like the times where i feel like i'm i'm having to close myself off and be independent maybe that's when i become less of an adult and more of a like a, a of a terrified child you know what i mean yeah so, absolutely so I, I and i think it's interesting again i think it's really interesting that that's where he takes this song like he he juxtaposes adulthood and childhood by talking about like pe- people who are close to people that's that's healthy <laughs> and people who aren't that's that's them thinking that they're healthy but they're actually just being like um, stubborn children. So, right. Anyway, that was a lot. That was a long way around the block to just to say, like, I hear what you're saying and I agree with you. <laughs> yes. No. I, that's why the song is is uh, I think so widely loved is because yeah. it's sort of universally relatable in, in any situation. Absolutely. Well, and it's I mean that's yeah. I mean I I use the Beatles comparisons a lot. Like the Beatles wrote hundreds of songs that were very similar to this, which was like I'm lonely and there's a person out there who might solve my loneliness, and. Yeah. And I don't know how true that mythos is that there's there's like that one person out there who can fix all your problems, but the the initial impulse of I I am longing for some sort of connection with someone else, like that is universal. And that's why I mean not only were the Beatles great songwriters, but they they tapped into something that was universally understood to be a thing that people thought about a lot. And and Bruce is tapping into yeah. the same thing here. Absolutely. Which I think is why it's like kind of cool when the two nights that Patty wasn't at the Springsteen on Broadway, he decides to do this song because the whole song is about how like this would be better if Patty was here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's I pretty do. great. <laughs> like even even the choice of the song is a way of commenting on like the show is different and it's not better, you know, because because Patty's not here because two, right. two hearts yeah. are better than one. Yeah, so how how many how many song uh, how many hearts do you give the song? I was gonna say how many hearts are better than one, JP. <laughs> how many hearts are better than one? I here, let me tell you. Okay, I think five hearts are better than one. No way, a five? You're a five here? I'm a five here. That's a great rating. Okay, I'm a three. I what? Love this song. Good. I, I love. This. And lots of people. I th- I think you are in the majority. I th- I think this is one of those times that I'm gonna get the the, the angry emails because I'm I'm a three and a half. That's that's totally valid, man. That's okay. Yeah, and and I do like it more than I used to. This used to be my least favorite song in the river, and it isn't anymore. Um, but um, I, I still like. There's still a missing something missing from how I respond to it that keeps it from going up to four or five. But I do I do like it. I I can acknowledge that it's pleasant. And again, the times that I've heard him do it live, it's awesome and it is fun. So yeah. three three and a half is I'm I'm good with that. Did you see by the way on all right, pop- man. Uh, did you see we we po- when we posted the uh, the Tunnel of Love episode on our Facebook page, someone uh, responded with a crying emoji, and I have to assume that that's because we didn't put it in the Hall of Fame. Like, but you we gave it straight for us. I guess so. So I realize like yeah. people are very emotionally invested in our ratings, and there are probably people out there who are going to wish that this song had gone into the Hall of Fame. So that's on me. Didn't quite make it. Did not quite make it. And that's the end of the tease. Everybody, say goodbye to the letter T. This this entire year pretty much all of 2019 has been brought to you by the letter t and now 
Oh no, it has been. The first song the first song that we talked about in 2019 was The Rising. Oh my gosh. We have been in the tease for longer than we have been in 2019. We've been in the tease the whole damn time. Yes, we have. It's like <laughs> Yeah, it it's they it's like lost. Like were they dead the whole time? We're like our podcast is were they in the tease the whole time? Cuz we haven't Yeah, for a we while. were. So, um yeah, we're done with the tease. I feel like I don't know. I feel like there should be some way that we commemorate that, but we don't. We just, you know, we move on. We just, we, have, we just keep going. And you know what? It's it's a week of milestones because, as you mentioned on our last episode, in the next episode this week, we're going to get all the way through the U's. We're going to do them all at once, JV. Are you ready for that? We're going to marathon our way we're, all the way through the U's. With doing them all, and we're doing it the back half of this week. That's right. We're doing Because we are dedicated. That's right. It's going to be a big, big episode when we talk about the song Used Cars. So used cars. We will see everybody then, and uh, you know, drive your you and whatever other second heart you you enjoy spending your time with. Go get your used car and listen to a podcast or two. And if that makes any sense, I don't know. Probably doesn't. Whatever. Anyway, everybody have a good week. We'll see you soon with used cars. Mm-hmm.